Hello, friends, and welcome to Wednesday Night Dinner. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Night Dinner. I'm your host, Will Pellegrino. I'm your co-host, Sarah Hall. And we are joined today by the wonderful Cam O'Mara. Cam, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. It's good to be with you. Uh, Thanks for having me today. Um, Yeah. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by the Knights of Columbus Tootsie Rolls. We're not quite sure where they came from or when when they got to that cabinet, but they've been supplying Bible studies with snacks. For a couple of years now. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And so, Cam, as we always do on this podcast, we start with a high, low, and God moment for the week. So do you mind just rolling straight in with what yours are? Yeah, I can go for it. Well, I know that you guys on this show start with a low moment usually Mm. first, so I guess I'll start with that. (laughs) Let's go. Um, My low moment was actually this weekend. I was playing chess online with a friend, and uh, which was, that was a good moment, but during our first game, I was pretty confident, but I hadn't played in a while. So um, I think I lost in the first six moves. <laughs> I had only used my pawns. So <laughs> <laughs> I was very embarrassed. So it was, it was fun to get together with my friend, but it was definitely very embarrassing. So that was my low moment. Um, for a high moment um, would be after Daily Mass on Monday, I think it was. Um, a couple people were playing this game called Coop Outside, which I'd never heard of before. But Interesting. It Please was really explain. Fun. Yeah, it was, imagine, um, it's like a court setup, and each team has like five wooden blocks, okay. and you have to throw these sticks underhand to knock them over, and it's very complicated. I can't really explain it all here <laughs> in 30 <laughs> seconds, but um, it was really fun, um, and it was a cool game to play. I definitely want to play it again. That sounds, that sounds awesome. And it's just throwing sticks at blocks. I mean, in the general sense. Yes, exactly. There's <laughs> there's other stuff that goes on, too. But. It's the perfectly social distance game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard, I heard too, that originally it was made by the Vikings or something, and they used to use, like, bones and skulls or something like that. So, oh. oh. Um, yeah. Interesting. Very good. Hmm. And then for the GMO, <laughs> um, I would say it had to be uh, altar serving on Sunday. Um, I just started altering last semester, um, and I just love doing it. So um, that was definitely my God moment. Oh, yes. Yeah, huge shout-out to all the altar servers <laughs> out there in the chat <laughs> or in the <laughs> podcast. Like, definitely, my personal opinion, best liturgy position at the CSC. Okay, you're totally, totally not biased on that one. Not at all, but it's objectively true. <laughs> Go see an earlier podcast episode for that. <laughs> Well, you want to go next? Sure. So always continue tradition. I'll go for low is that for those of you who might not be here at College Park, our exams have become, a lot of them have become open note. And I've slowly seen myself digress as the year has gone (laughs) on into like giving in to like exams being open note and not like studying as well as I should. And it came to a peak uh, on Monday where I was in the middle of my exam, there was a concept that I didn't know. So back in the day, it would be like, oh, well, you're out of luck. No, I decided to pull up the recording of the lecture and actually watch the lecture in the middle of the exam. Oh, my gosh. And put what the professor was saying into the answer box. I mean, you can't be more right than that because you're literally taking his words. But after the fact, A, I thought I was super smart during the exam. But afterwards, you just had that like feeling of like, I should have studied because it's not learning. Like it's not learning to just copy and paste what the professor said on the exam. So 
that was a little bit of a moment where I realized, like, look, if I get into medical school, Lord have mercy on me when I take my first exam because I'm feeling unprepared <laughs> when I get to that point. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so that's really my low point, and hopefully, it's like rock bottom. And then, you know, I can go up and actually learn my material and study and whatnot. But we'll see. Stay tuned for yeah, a later can, episode we'll to see if that happens. We'll check back in a couple of weeks and see what happens. For my high moment, I uh, got to hang out with my roommates over the weekend. Specifically, uh, Reese's girlfriend came all the way from Oklahoma. Oh. She's a focused missionary out in Oklahoma. And so she came all the way, like surprised us. She like knocked on the door. I opened it up instead of Reese because the door was locked. And I first didn't recognize who she was. I was like, hello? Like, like almost like the, why are you here? And then she's like, Reese, the door is unlocked. And like, because Reese went around to our back door. I was like, Reese, the front door is open. And then it clicked to me and I'm like, oh, this is Maggie, Reese's girlfriend who I never met before. And so she was super chill and we had to have a really like good time hanging out over the weekend, like being able to talk and all that whatnot. Also, Reese made us all hamburgers. So that's another that's another turkey burgers, not hamburgers, because if I eat those, I die. But (laughs) yeah, anyway, great food all around. Great conversation. So that was definitely the high for the week. And as for the GMO, it hasn't happened yet, but. When this is coming out, it will be Ash Wednesday at that point. So I oh. feel like it's acceptable to oh. put it in here. Of course, of course. Is that not to flex on anyone because I hate doing that with Lenten stuff. But my Lenten goal this year is to like give up like technology in forms of entertainment. So okay. instead of like spending a whole bunch of hours on YouTube wasting my time as I usually <laughs> do, it's now removing that time and being able to focus on like God and like spiritual reading and all that. And I'm looking – in my head, I'm looking forward to it. However, when originally going to this, because someone suggested to me, I was like, this is the worst idea that someone could ever come up with for Lent. And when I thought about it, I was like, I think I would die. But as I was thinking about it more and more, it's like, if I'm thinking that I'm going to die because of this <laughs> thing, it's probably a sign from God that it's something I should be doing. And so even though I'm not r- exactly ready like to not be without technology for 40 days, it'll be a nice chance to be able to reset. And I'm really looking forward to the graces yeah. that are going to come from that. Uh, that's awesome. But yeah, Sarah, how about you? Hi, Logimo. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Actually, before I go um, at Bible study last week, uh, we were going around and doing hi, Logimos. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone turned to me and they're like, so Sarah, are you going to do your typical order this time? And I was like, Hmm. And I didn't. I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. I did my, <sighs> I think I did my high first, and then I did my low, and then I did my God moment, or something like that. Um, a couple of people switched it up, yeah. and it was, it was, it felt wrong. It was not okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, um, I'd say probably my low. Um, okay, so my low end of last week it was like the f- the first um week of the semester where like all of the typical assignments are- that are due like were due and so the end of last week was just like kind of rough um just getting used to that and I'm honestly still not like in the swing of things this week but we'll get there I honestly think like by the end of this week I'll have it figured out it's a little bit better yeah it'll be good 
but that's probably my low. Um, my high. Oh, what's my high? I had it in my head and I. Hmm. Oh, okay. I went grocery shopping yesterday Ooh. and bought food to make a um, pizza at home, like a personal pizza, like, like the dough. Like and you roll out the dough, or is it like, just like a frozen? Pizza? No, no, no. Like, like roll out the dough, and you gotta like Whoa. chop up the. Like, I do like um, onions and mushrooms and stuff like that. Got to put some spinach on there. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be really good. I might make that for dinner tonight. Or okay, I'm I'm either gonna make it for tonight or save it for Friday because there won't be any meat and you know like yeah, with Lent. Um, you gotta start planning that out. Like I have to now meal plan for Lent. Oh yeah, like I just I I don't ever remember. And I was when I went to the grocery store yesterday, I went with Christine and she she reminded me. She's like, oh yeah, we gotta go, like pick up some meatless options. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. But yeah, and then uh, okay, my God moment. Um, honestly. Jesus has really been loving me well through people these like past two days. Um, it's just been kind of one of those things where like I've been a little bit anxious, a little bit stressed and um, like, I don't know, just like the way that God has shown up in people and like through their interactions with me have been like really, really awesome. And I'm super, super, super grateful for that. Um but yeah, I think that is that's my high low gmo of this week. Um, so beautiful. Yeah. As always. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um but okay, Cam. I have a question for you. Um so, I got on LinkedIn earlier today for the first time in like 3 weeks because I'm never on it. But I saw a pretty exciting post that you made and so uh could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, first of all, you aren't the only one who doesn't look at LinkedIn very often because I'm not very good with social media. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I actually accepted a position um, for what I'm going to be doing after um, I graduate this semester. So I'm going to be working as a focus missionary um, for the next two years at least. Um, so I'm really excited. I don't know if the microphones pick up the snaps, but I'm snapping <laughs> in the background. For some people who maybe... Some of the listeners who aren't on campus or aren't familiar with Focus, could you like uh, just quickly give a little explanation? I know we had Hannah on a couple of weeks ago and everything, but that might just be nice to have again. Yeah, so Focus stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, um, and they're missionaries um, who serve at universities within the U.S., um, and their mission is to know Christ Jesus and to fulfill his great commission, which is to go make disciples of all nations, um, so leading Bible studies. Um, leading students in discipleship um, and just hanging out with students and having real friendships with them, um, getting to know them. So um, that's kind of the basics. Um, they serve at, um, I think, just about under 200 universities in the U.S. Ooh. with around maybe 800 or so missionaries. Um, the number is always kind of changing every year. So, yeah, yeah. But that's what it was last time I checked. And so I always got to ask for any type of like missionary experience or religious experiences, what was kind of the path from going? Because, I mean, I've known you for pretty much as long as I've been here. And so kind of been able to see that road. But like what made you end up deciding like to become a focus missionary? Yeah, no, it's interesting because one of the things I mentioned in my post was like, like, if you had told me this, like this is what I was going to be doing after college four years ago. <laughs> oh. It's like you got the wrong guy. <laughs> Because it was not even on my mind back then, but 
Um, you know, I had started coming to the Catholic Student Center, going to Mass. Um, when I got to college, realizing that, you know, for the first time since my confirmation, like, faith is like a personal decision to go to Mass and stuff. So I thought I was really excited. Um, I would go to Mass and, you know, listening to Rob and Father, Father Connor's homilies was just amazing. <laughs> um, and I loved going to the 8 p.m. Mass because, like, the atmosphere was really cool, a- you know. 8 p.m. for life. Yeah, and <laughs> the I was best, I w- best mass, and I would always see. I knew Will before I knew him because I would see him serving there. So, um, but so that's kind of what so brought fun. me. <laughs> I have a big smile on my face behind this microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of what brought me into the CSC, and then getting involved as a greeter my second semester sophomore year. Uh, I started greeting because growing up, I my pup up my mom's dad um, would serve as a sacristan at mass, and when it, we'd go with them, it was kind of cool to see that, him. So. That kind of inspired me to get involved in liturgy. Um, and then I had the opportunity to attend Seek in 2019, mm. um, which at first I was like, 500 bucks, man. Like, I'm not going to spend <laughs> that much money. But I decided to go, um, and it was one of the best decisions I've made in college. Um, yes. At the conference, it was just amazing being around all these people. There were 17,000 people, um, amazing speakers. I still remember sitting, um, what it was like sitting and listening to some of them. Um, and I remember having conversations with people, like, during the conference, was like, yeah, like, I think I want to do, like, something missionary after college. Um, I had no clue what. Um, I would never imagine it would have been focused. I just thought, like, I tend to be more reserved and quiet. So looking at, like, the focused missionaries who I really looked up to, I was like, man, like, I don't see myself doing that. But so that's kind of what prompted the missionary desire. And then, you know, when COVID hit, um, you know, I – was able to have more time to pray. Um, and I really rec- started recalling that desire, you know, to kind of give everything to Christ and live in mission um, and working with Reese um, in discipleship, who's one of the focus missionaries here. Yeah. Um, that really helped me to kind of uncover that deeper desire. Um, and then kind of seeing how my experiences with focus in this last four years, it's always been, it's always felt like a family to me. Um, and I really wanted to, um, I just realized how excited I was to be able to think about having that kind of experience. Um, and that's kind of what led me to apply. So that's awesome. Absolutely beautiful. Like, just being <laughs> able to see that trend. Like for me, it's like great hearing it. Cause like I've seen the little steps as like, we've been in Bible study together for so long and all that, but like actually like hearing about the change that's something absolutely incredible. <laughs> I'm going to add one thing on top of that is at the very end, you were talking about kind of your experiences with the missionaries here on campus. Do you have any on the top of your head that come to mind, whether it's like spiritual stuff or funny stories or just like good times hanging out? Huh? So I actually do have a funny story. So over the summer, Reese and I were meeting up every once in a while for discipleship. Um, and he was at one point staying at a friend's house. Um, and we were just talking, you know, and then he's like, he was like showing me around, showing me like where he was living. And he's like, dude, I have a great idea. He's like, my friend right now, he's gone. He's at church. But we sh- he had this TV in his living room. He's like, do you think I should bring it to the basement and pretend that someone like broke into the house? <gasps> so <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what we, what we did was I was obviously in Connecticut, but he, we, um, he brought the TV into the basement, opened the door, made a little ruckus in the living room. And when his friend got back, he's like, dude, someone like I literally just got back. The door was wide open. Your TV's gone. Someone broke into the house. And like I can see this because he's got me on like FaceTime. So 
No. Um, he pranked his friend thinking that <laughs> <laughs> someone broke in and stole his print, like huge flat screen TV. But um, so that was really funny. So fun stuff like that um, is stuff that's definitely memorable for, re- memorable for me. Honestly, doing fun stuff with the missionaries, yeah. so much fun. Um, that's like so exciting that like you're going to be in that position to do that next year. Like one of the things that I was thinking of, cause talking about like Reese and funny stories, I have to copy this story. There wasn't one that I particularly had with Reese, but you know, sitting down at the dinner table, having a story time with Reese and we we're specifically talking about like irrational fears and whatnot. Like you have here of like people having fears of doors and stuff like that. <laughs> so I brought up his friend who had an irrational fear of cheese graters specifically cheese graters because we were talking about as like how do you break people out of fears like i was like let me tell you a story so one day i like he became back when he was in college like he became roommates with like these group of guys and so one of his roommates said don't ever bring a cheese grater near this one guy so one day he decided to do like a prank and he like while he was taking a nap he walked into his room put a cheese no. grater directly next to the guy and just like woke him up casually and i don't know if i'm exaggerating i might be exaggerating the details a little bit but <laughs> i remember he said when he woke up the guy screamed and in addition to the scream he kicked reese back into the wall and if you guys have ever like had like drywall or something and like left a hole like in the wall no from way. kicking like just like an imprint of where Reese. I forget if the imprint that might be like me remembering details wrong. He most certainly got kicked by the guy from like the cheese <laughs> grater being there. And at that point, we knew to never mess with the rational fears ever again. But I don't know. I particularly love the funny stories. My favorite with Reese in particular was that we were playing frisbee on the engineering fields. And so and at Maryland, there's like random steam vents. I don't know where they come from. They're just there. <laughs> I think it was like, I was, I actually was in a class was, once and they told me it was like an architecture class or something like that. Um, and the professor mentioned that part of Maryland's lab systems are like steam powered and the <sighs> steam under campus is supposedly like the, the steam that mm. comes up is supposedly steam leaks. That, like, as they're doing construction on campus, they're, like, slowly starting to fix and update those pipes. I don't know if that's true or not, but huh. that's what I've heard, that's, which is kind of fun. That's interesting because what we basically did was we just – it was the middle of the night at the end of the semester, and we just stood in the steam because it was, like, a big <laughs> bellow of steam and acted like, I don't know, like a smoke monster or something like that. <laughs> like, we'd yell out from the steam. And you couldn't see us from any angle because the steam was so <laughs> thick. I have no idea if we scared anyone. We were just randomly yelling in the steam because we could. But that's one thing. And then for the other focus missionaries, because I have, like, Reese in his own category because <laughs> he's my roommate. I remember going over to the girl, like, Maggie and Hannah and Mara's house for, like, a game night and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And my favorite activity to this day was we were playing a minute to win it challenge. And they were doing a race, (laughs) which uh, it cracks me up thinking about, is that where you had to blow a pee with a straw. And so it was like a race. You're trying to get – yeah, you could definitely do it. It was a race to see who could get the fastest. But Maggie – 
had a straw that have you ever blown or like sucked through a straw and it makes that whistling noise yes yes and there were only four straws and of course because of covid you weren't going to share straws or anything like that so the race began and you just hear the whistling through the straw for a (laughs) solid minute and a half i'm trying to blow it oh but see it's stories like that and the camaraderie that you're able to share because they're missionaries but also, like, there are people who just graduated from college. Like, oh, they yeah. understand, like, what's going on in your experiences and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, the beginning of this year, I can't remember how it got brought up. Um, maybe we, we might have been talking about – there was, like, a conversation with it, with some people talking about, like, the cornbread at 251. Like, the diner. Yeah, of course. The um, cor- it's, yeah. it's great. Um, but I – I remember Maggie being there and maybe both of us were kind of like, oh, I could really go for some cornbread right now. And it happened to be like the day before there was like a CSC intramural softball game, which like, okay, as you guys know, pre-COVID, like CSC intramurals, they're a, they're a pretty like top commodity of an event. Of, hard, like, there's some hardcore competitions oh, on there. Oh, like. yes. And like <laughs> people go and spectate. Like we have like a team of spectators usually. However... Um, with COVID and everything and it it being outside, like there weren't too many people going, but um, we had like a very small group of people who are going to go watch the softball game. And yeah, Maggie and I like went to her house beforehand. We made some cornbread. It was so good. Um, It was someone in her family's recipe. It might've been her mom's, but like, I need to make cornbread again. I'm now, now I'm thinking about it and kind of craving cornbread, but I don't know. It was it was just so much fun, and like that was just great. Ugh. Well, how did it stack up to the two fifty one's cornbread? Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I think I think Maggie's cornbread takes takes top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it was homemade, like fresh out of the oven. Two fifty one's cornbread, really good, but no. I'll have to try it sometime. It still doesn't beat buffalo chicken wraps. I mean, I haven't had it before, <laughs> but we're not. I'm not going to say that it doesn't dethrone the top tier diner food of all time. But <laughs> dang, so camp. When once you get to focus, is there anywhere that you want to go? Like anywhere? Do you want to go to Hawaii? Do they have focus in Hawaii? Do you want to go to Hawaii? <laughs> um, that I know of, they don't. But that was actually my mom's first question. She's like, "Could you go to Hawaii?" Like she's like. You should go to Hawaii. <laughs> but um, no, that would be really cool. But I actually – see, I thought about it, and I think it would be really interesting because I grew – so I grew up in Connecticut, and the school I went to to high school, a lot of kids go to either you know UConn or Southern Connecticut State University. So I thought it would be interesting if I get sent to either of there, which I think would be cool and exciting. But I also would ho- – I, I kind of want like a new experience, something like to see a different part of the country. So yeah. um, first-year missionaries don't really get a say in where they go, but um, – I think it would be cool to go somewhere south um, to kind of get away from the East Coast for a little bit, have a new experience. Um, but honestly, um, I just I can't wait to find out. I've always watched – they have this thing called Placement Day where um, Sarah and I, were, we were talking earlier about this, but it's almost like a fraternity and sorority bid day, I guess. I haven't experienced that before, but it sounded exactly <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, so I've watched – like they have videos on like past years on that for YouTube, so I'm just really excited for that day. So – I think wherever I go, um, I think I'm going to be excited no matter what. Um, but, yeah, I, w- I would say somewhere south would be really cool. When do you 
you might have already you might have just said this and I missed it but when do you find out like kind of timeline wise yeah so usually it's um within the first week or two of being at new staff training which they have every year for um first and second year missionaries okay um but it's going to be a little bit different this year because of COVID and everything obviously um but I don't know what's going to happen because they haven't released any official information um but I would say probably last week of May or first week of June so um there's still some time to figure out where I'm going but (laughs) (laughs) that's so exciting (laughs) And also, this just made me think of it as, like, we always have five missionaries here. That tends to be pretty constant. Is that always the case? Can you ever be, like, bigger teams, smaller teams? Are all the teams the same size? I think it's always at least four, and I think it can be more than five, but I don't imagine it being too much bigger. Okay. Um, I feel like four to six would probably be. I don't know the specific numbers, but (laughs) I think four to six is definitely the range. I guess that'll be something that you kind of figure out as you go um, and everything like that. I just never thought about that. But also, do you have any cool focus secrets that you know now that you've been <laughs> accepted that you're allowed to tell? Secrets? Secret, or things that most people wouldn't know about focus that you now know because you're a focus missionary. Not really, because, I mean, yes, I've accepted like a position and stuff, but I haven't gone through training and stuff, so... Um, yeah, no, I don't. There's no necessarily secrets or anything. <laughs> I was hoping to get into the deep, dark depths of <laughs> focus and be able to share with the world information that's never before been seen. Uh, okay, this is this is unrelated to focus, but um, we're getting kind of close-ish to the end of time. But because something you mentioned in um, your Hylogemos mm. will just with Lent kind of coming up. Um, if you guys, I know you already kind of mentioned yours, but Cam, what are you, do you have any plans yet? I know Lent starts tomorrow from the time we're recording this, but do you have any plans kind of like what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things I'll talk about is, um, like obviously for Lent, there's always the three kind of pillars, like prayer, fasting, almsgiving. So, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I've been thinking about doing this year, um, which I'm going to do is for the prayer part, I want to do a Marian consecration because um, I've loved praying the rosary. I try and pray every day when I can. Um, but to just get a better understanding of that, what the relationship with it is with Mary. Um, and yeah, I just think it'd be really cool. I think it's also to have this cool opportunity um, leading up to focus, um, to have time to prepare like spiritually. Um, I think it's really great, but that's definitely something I want to do. Um, yeah. That's really cool. And so what takes place in that is it like a something that takes place over all 40 days is it a once every like i don't know how that works yeah it's <laughs> so it's a it's it's a 33 day consecration so you okay. have like a reflection every day kind of leading up to it um and then so i think my plan would be typically you do it so it ends on a marian feast day so like i don't know the feast of the immaculate heart of mary or okay, okay. something like that uh, mary mother of god something like that but there's none happening per se during Lent that I'm aware of, or at least the timing doesn't work out. But I was thinking of starting it and finishing on um, Holy Saturday because, you know, that's the day when, you know, Mary was without her son for the first time in 33 years. And um, we kind of remember her sorrows on that day. So I think that would be a cool day to finish it on. That's a really cool day to finish it on. Wow. That's that's some insight. I wouldn't have thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see. I don't know if there's any, like, official things you can't do um 
So if it's possible, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Always ask. Always ask. There's um, I'm trying to like just look it up as we're sitting here. Um, okay, so we're not sponsored by the Hallow app like every other mm. Catholic podcast. Hey, or give everything. it time. Give it time. <laughs> Hallow app, if you're listening to this, we wouldn't be opposed to a sponsorship. <laughs> um, but they have um, one of their like challenges on there is like a it's like hashtag pray for 44 like to St. Joseph. And so I've never done something like that before. And so I think that's kind of going to be um, like a prayer aspect of something that I do just because I don't know, like I have personally never done like like a consecration or like a set like number of days kind of um, prayer I guess for lack of a better word, challenge. And so I think it'll be really cool to just kind of like try that out, experience it, um, especially during Lent. And yeah, but I don't know. I always think it's like you get down to like the day before Lent and sometimes it's nice to um, like get some insight on what some other people are like planning on doing um, just because – I don't know. I've got. I've been in the position in years past where I get there and I'm like, "Oh, Lent is starting today. I don't know what I'm gonna do." Um, and so, yeah, yeah. Because no, it allows you to think outside of the box. Like I feel like for me, I jump to like, "Oh, I'm gonna take cold showers for Lent or something like that." It's like the inst- There's something that everyone does, like oh, giving up chocolate or something. It's like just the instant I'm gonna do this for Lent. Yeah, which is totally good. Yeah, it's good. Not saying that it's bad, but I think talking to others also gives you an like way to branch Mm -hmm. out as well because you hear about other people. It's like, hey, I might not have tried that before, and so a way to spice up your Lenten season. Mm -hmm. I think the CSC doesn't the CSC have like stuff going on for Lent. I know they encourage you to like lead Bible studies, Mm -hmm. and I think that they have. I'm sure Father Conrad will be talking about it at Mass just between Ash Wednesday um, versus, like, if you're going in person to the live stream, but then also just Sunday Mass and stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty sure in the past they've had – you can sign up for, like, little text reminders of for, like, different categories of, like, hey, like, remember this today or, hey, like, today is this many weeks into Lent or this many days into Lent. Um yeah. I signed up for it last year. I know they did that last year. I know they came out with stuff on social media today. Uh, follow Catholic Terps on Instagram. Exactly, <laughs> at Catholic uh, Terps. <laughs> that they came out today with like a list of things that you might be able to do for Lent as well. So the options are available to everyone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with that, unfortunately, we're out of time. Once again, we can always continue having a conversation endlessly. But Cam, I want to thank you again for joining us. Thank oh, you. An absolute pleasure to have you on here. So... Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. (laughs) And so for everyone else, uh, we will talk to you all next week. Have a great day, guys. See ya.